I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Christina Aragon. She is a nine-time All-American for Stanford, six-time All-Academic. She was a world under-20 bronze medalist in 2016. Just recently, she was second at NCAA Indoor with their distance medley, and she ran at the Outdoor Championships and finished fifth. And... She is recently signed with Bowerman Track Club. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. So I will start where I always start. And that's just how did you get into running? Yeah, so as you may know, having interviewed my dad <laughs> and my sister, um, I kind of came from a running family. Both my parents ran and my sisters ran as well. And there's this something called the Montana women's run. I don't know if my sister may have talked about that in her podcast, but there's something called the Montana women's run and it's every year it comes around. And we, all of us started running that when we were pretty little, it's like a two mile race. Um, and I remember getting really excited for that. And then there's also a little half lap kids run. That's part of that. So yeah, I would, always be really looking forward to that every year. And that's maybe kind of how I got excited about running um, for the first time. It was fun because it was a family affair. Um, I guess not my dad because it was the women's run, but he would be out there taking photos and my sisters would be running it and my mom would do the five mile and the rest of us would do the two mile. Um, yeah. And I don't know, it was fun to push myself and to just get excited about something and they do a really nice job with the Montana women's run. Like there's raffles afterwards and there's cinnamon rolls. And so it's like a whole production and it really made kind of like the whole atmosphere around running really fun. That does sound really cool. Actually. Like it just, like you said, I mean, I mean, not only was your whole family doing it, but it seems like they kind of make it a family kind of event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Plenty of people we knew in town were also doing it. So lots of friends there. It was good community. Yeah, that's awesome. And well, yeah, you, you mentioned I've had I've had your dad, Chuck Adegoan, and your sister, Danny Adegoan, on. And it is, you know, I just need to get your your mom and your oldest sister next. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just, just get everybody. So, <laughs> so obviously, you, you know, you had the, the, the running tradition in your family, and it's something you were exposed to early, but you didn't start with running right away like as your kind of sport? Yeah. Yeah, I did uh, running and gymnastics. Like, I guess with running, it was kind of like just the Montana women's run every year. It wasn't anything too serious for me. Um, But I got invested in gymnastics at a pretty young age. I started doing that probably when I was four or five. And I like stuck with it through when I graduated and left for college. Um, So yeah, I really enjoyed my gymnastics days. Um, I really loved that sport. And I think it kind of like helped me with the mental fortitude that you need for running as well, because there's definitely like lots of challenging parts, both like mentally and physically with gymnastics. So I think that also helped me to gain some skills that I later used in my running as well. Um, But yeah, that was 
my first sport and um, maybe kind of like how I fell in love with working really hard and pushing my body kind of started at a young age doing gymnastics. Right. And I was I was going to ask you about that because it's always interesting to me, like there's so many people who come from other sports. It typically is soccer, but, you know, they come from other sports and then get into running and they, they bring this different skill set that is unique because running is so kind of linear and one dimensional. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing something else, you like gymnastics. I mean, you're working in all I don't know if you had a specialty, but like you're working your body in so many different ways and working on so many different muscle groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important. I think it helps in running to have some amount of like athleticism, especially in something like the 1500, which is like a very dynamic race. And there's a lot of kind of pushing around and people are moving all over the place. So I feel like it was really helpful to like gain some amount of like spatial and body awareness from gymnastics. And then also just like the like base strength, doing all the conditioning in gymnastics. I think that also like helped me to build like strong leg muscles and just like have a strong body that could withstand, um, like withstand the pressures of running and like the repeated pounding and everything like that. Right. Well, and I'm sure at least like like my knowledge of gymnastics is very minimal. (laughs) I I tune into, you know, the Olympics and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe USA championships type of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it seems very much like, you know, in running, you you've got that, that one race, right? Like you're focusing on one race most of the time, you know, sometimes you're doubling in track, but you're kind of focused on that run one race. But in gymnastics, you might have like one You've got a couple of attempts maybe in that section you're doing or you're moving from that section to different sections. Mm -hmm. So if you have a bad, like you don't, things don't go as well as you want, you have to be able to like turn that off and be like, okay, now I have to, I have to focus on, on that. And I'm sure that's helpful when you're in the middle of the race and maybe that first lap doesn't go as planned. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point that you make. And it can even happen like within a routine, say you fall off on one of the early skills, like fall off the balance beam or something like that, or don't hit one of your early skills. And then you can't just fall apart for the whole rest of the team for the whole rest of the routine, just because you didn't hit that first skill. So you kind of have to be able to like calm your mind back down (laughs) and get back up and just continue on and like focus on each thing and stay really present. And I feel like for running, staying really present is very important too, even from just like a pain standpoint, you know, it's like sometimes you have to focus on just like, I can run this pace right now. And instead of getting freaked out about like, am I going to be able to run this in 300 meters? Sometimes you just have to like stay present. And I think having those gymnastics routine where I had to stay very present on like the task that was right in front of me, that probably has helped me to work on staying present in racing as well. That makes sense. (laughs) How did you manage like, you know, you talked about continuing that through high school and obviously you were running at a high, um, a high level in high school as well. How did you manage, you know, doing both of those sports through high school? Like, were they at different times? Yeah, I was definitely very busy. Um, because it was like cross country. I didn't have indoor, which was helpful. I did just cross country and outdoor. And most of my gymnastics meets were during the winter. There'd be like a little bit of overlap with 
uh, like late season gymnastics meets and earlier season track meets. So that was always a little bit tricky to navigate. Um, and like, I would have to sometimes like miss an early season track meet to go to the end season gymnastics. Um, but yeah, it was definitely challenging. And I honestly like look back and I wonder if I could actually do it now. <laughs> I guess that was just like, it was kind of what life was for me. So I think I, I just did it and I don't know. I mean, I loved both sports and so I think that kind of kept me going, but I was lucky. I kind of the way that my days looked, I was lucky that the times didn't overlap for the two practices, but my days, like I'd get up early in the morning and I'd go to school all day. Um, go to track practice at 3.30, be at track practice till 5.30, and then go to gymnastics 5.45 to 8.30, come home, eat dinner, um, <laughs> do my homework, go to bed, and start it all over again. So I was definitely a busy bee back then, but <laughs> no, I think I was just enjoying everything that I was doing so much that it didn't feel like, in some ways it was like, yes, physically it was demanding, but like mentally it was also very energizing. That's awesome. And, I, and I'm sure that helped. And uh, I want to get into how you chose Stanford, but I'm sure that kind of helped you learn to manage your time when you did get to Stanford and yeah. had to manage, you know, course loads and being, you know, a D1 athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, too. I, I am sure that that did help me. And I don't know, this has been interesting even talking about this, because sometimes I don't even I haven't even kind of realize that as much or thought about that as much like how that um probably did help me down the road and help me with with kind of managing school and running but i think you're very right about that yeah well i mean it, i'm sure it's easy to look at that as like a whole other life like because mm-hmm. you've you've now you know been running exclusively for six years at a high level and been all in on that so mm-hmm. i i think it can be easy to kind of forget about you know, which, oh, that was high school, you know, Mm -hmm. but it is cool to like recognize that, like that, I don't know, that does feel like a very like valuable time in my life. And I, and I really love gymnastics and to, to recognize that like something that I love so much and like can no longer do is still having like a positive impact on me. I think that's, that feels kind of nice. Yeah. Do you still keep up with it? Like, do you still follow competitions and watch it and stuff? Yeah, I follow competitions sometimes. I'm not following, like, every single thing, but definitely watching, like, the Olympics and, like, U.S. championships and stuff when I can. Um, And I still, like, follow some, like, high-level gymnasts or, like, Olympians and stuff um, on my Instagram. So I definitely like to keep up with that. And, and yeah, I really really love watching it. That's awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So going back your dad went to notre dame your two older sisters went to notre dame (laughs) so how did you end up at stanford (laughs) yeah um it was a really hard decision for me actually because i was also looking at notre dame and the decision came down to between notre dame and stanford and i spent a long time after I'd gone on my final visits trying to make that decision. Um, and yeah, I think, I think I knew that I would probably be happy at Notre Dame. Like, like you said, I had two sisters who'd gone there and they'd had a great experience. Um, I knew that I'd probably be happy there. It was a safe option. I liked the coach. Um, 
But I think there was something that like really excited me about Stanford. And I felt like I was in a little bit of a stuck space for a while. And then um, in one of my phone calls with the Stanford coach, who was Chris Miltenberg at that point, he said to me, I think if you were going to go to Notre Dame, you would have already chosen it. <laughs> and that kind of like really resonated with me because I, I kind of realized that like he was right about that. It's like that was a safe option. Like I would kind of had a lot of like guarantees that I was probably going to be happy at that place. And let, yet I hadn't allowed myself to decide it yet. And I think just like my heart was at Stanford and that was a hard thing for me to recognize. But as soon as I got to Stanford, like a few months in, I was so happy with my decision and I had no regrets. I mean, I stayed there six years. You can you can right. probably imagine I, I felt it was the right decision. So <laughs> they couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> well, right. And you, I mean, you know, graduate years and I know there was COVID and all that. So, I mean, you could have mm-hmm. had the opportunity to change if, if you weren't happy. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and I wanted to stick out with them all the way through. So, yeah. That's awesome. And, and obviously it's worked out. You've had a good running career there and obviously it's helped propel you to, to this next stage. Uh, you had already kind of come in running really well because you had, I think that was after you had done the world under 20 uh, mm-hmm. championships and where you got yeah. third. Um, what was that like, first of all, competing in that? Yeah, that was really spectacular. It was definitely like uh, kind of a once in a lifetime experience. Um, it was, yeah, it was really exciting to be on that kind of stage. And I had run Olympic trials not that long before. And at Olympic trials, I'd really gotten like, I felt like in some of the, in like the second round, I'd gotten kind of intimidated by who was on the line with me. Um, and so, at U20, I kind of had, or at Worlds, I kind of had this mindset where I was like, I like really want to go for it. Like, I don't want to let like fear stop me. Like, I'm going to like go with, I'm going to go with the race and like, kind of like I'm saying about, I was saying earlier about staying present and just like holding on as long as I possibly can. And if, if I blow up down the finish line, I blow up down the finish line. (laughs) And so that was just like a special race for me because I felt like I was running with, an intimidating field and I like really had to work hard to kind of put myself in the right mindset and go with it. Um, and yeah, it was just, I don't know. I feel like it was just really special to get that opportunity and to meet people from all around the world and to get to travel all the way to Poland as a high school senior. Like that's a pretty <laughs> special thing that not a lot of people get to do and to explore a new culture. So it was like, an awesome experience, both from the standpoint of getting to race with that type of field and getting to like practice having confidence when you're running against some like a lot of talent, and um, but also a great experience just from a standpoint of traveling and seeing a new place. And you know, you I had your dad on, and he was a world class, you know, fifteen hundred meter runner as well, and and uh, eight hundred to an extent. And so, did you? kind of lean on him a little bit was he trying to give you advice on on staying calm as well and and trying to help you kind of relax (laughs) yeah both my parents would give me advice like all throughout all throughout high school and even before I would listen to them giving my sister's advice so I think I definitely had 
plenty of family members to lean on as as I needed it. And that was definitely helpful throughout high school. And then it was also really great. My mom was able to travel to Poland with me. And so she was definitely a big part of keeping me calm in a in a new environment and even like helping me get out and explore a little bit between races. So I wasn't just sitting in my room, like ruminating (laughs) on races coming up. So I felt like she was really, really helpful for keeping me calm and just, I don't know, she's, she's always been someone who supports me in a way that's just like, you're going to do your best. And that's great. Like very, in a very non pressure filled way. And I've always really appreciated that about her support. So I was definitely lucky to have her in person with me in Poland as well. That's great. And I think everybody needs that. Like, it's good to have a parent that kind of is pushing a little bit and another one that's kind of can be more of the calming and, and pushing yeah, in a yeah. different way. Exactly. I think you need that. Like, I think it's really helpful to have that balance of both. And I'm lucky that um, my parents like worked really well together to kind of find that balance. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, so obviously you were at Stanford for quite some time. Uh, what are some of your favorite moments of of running at Stanford? Yeah, one that immediately comes to mind, I would say, is the DMR from indoor in my sophomore year. I anchored the DMR that year, and I kind of wasn't really expecting to anchor it um, until like about a week before the race, um, because Elise Cranny was on my team that year, and she'd kind of been doing some of the anchoring and earlier on in the season, but she was running the open mile. So she ended up doing the 800 leg and my coach just told me that I was going to be on the anchor. And I felt like that was a really cool experience because I kind of had to like, that was maybe the first time in my college career that I felt like I really had to step up to the plate for my team. And so I don't know, it was just kind of like, you have to push away all the anxieties and everything because your team is relying on you. Um, And so that was a pretty special time or like a special experience to run like that. And then we actually ended up finishing second by a little tiny bit behind Oregon. (laughs) And so it was like, like a frustrating race, but also like I knew that I gave it everything that I possibly could have. So like disappointing in a way that's like, I don't know. It it only lasts for a minute because then you realize like you gave what you could. Um, so right. yeah, that's that's definitely a really special memory. And then also winning um, Pac-12s. Like once we got, I think that was my senior year. Um, we had a new coaching change and everything, and it was um, yeah, kind of a big change and with my teammates, we kind of all had to get together and say like, it's okay. Like we're going to make the best of this new situation. And I feel like we all really like leaned into it and embraced it and um, really just took all the changes and, and ran with it. And I felt like that was something where we really leaned on each other and ended up coming out with the PAC 12 championship. So that was another really special moment. That's awesome. And that's great too that you guys were able to do that because I think a lot of times it can be hard when you when you go to a place and you're expecting this coach to be there for you know the four or five or six years that you're there. Yeah. And so when there's a change, that can be kind of just hard. 
yeah, it's definitely really, like, it was very jarring in the moment, but then, I don't know, I think it's also important to remember that, like, change can bring so much new opportunity, and I think that was a good lesson for me because it was really scary, and, like, I was upset when Milt left, but but then Coach Clark came, and it just kind of opened up all these new doors of possibility and opportunity for me, and, like, I found different types of style or different styles of coaching that like worked even better for me. And that was pretty cool. And that's something I wouldn't have got if Milton had been there the whole time. So I don't know. I think that was like an important lesson in remembering that change, even when it seems like a bad thing, like can end up bringing so much good. Right. Absolutely. It's scary, but it usually hopefully pushes you towards growth. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um. You ran, obviously, you ran cross country and you ran track. You were uh, a little bit better on the track side. But do you have a preference between cross country and track? So (laughs) I try to just like have whatever season I'm in, I try to just say that one's my favorite. So now (laughs) I can just say track. (laughs) But um, I would say from like strictly from a racing standpoint, like – just kind of like what style of race I enjoy, I would say track for sure. But I do think that college cross country is super special. Like there's something about lining up with six other women and like knowing that you're just going to like put your heart and soul out for them and just like (laughs) scrap for every point that you can for your teammates. Like, I don't know. I think that's really really special and like something that I'm gonna miss a lot even though like it's a lot of pain and (laughs) it's really hard and I uh, yeah it's like like I said you're absolutely scrapping for everything you can get but I don't know that's just like a uniquely special opportunity that I definitely like wouldn't trade for anything so it's hard to say what I prefer honestly it's kind of funny uh your sister Danny said a very similar thing when I asked her that question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And like, that's like, it's nice that there's a DMR and in indoor because you kind of get that yeah. same sort of feel with that. But I don't know, anything where you're running for your team is like, I almost just feel like you can always like dig to an even deeper place just because like it's for someone and like a cause that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. And I, I the DMR is so interesting like it's so fun to watch because it is so different like mm-hmm. it's it's the only time you know the distance kids are all like I mean obviously they're always running and running for points and running for the team but you know when you're kind of out there almost by yourself it's it's a completely different feeling and mm-hmm. so that DMR when you're you're physically like handing something off to each other and like exactly. cheering and like it's all together it's yeah it's mm-hmm. it's cool Yeah, those are definitely, like, I would say, like I said, kind of with my favorite moments, like, the team moments have definitely been the most special moments in my collegiate career. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, it's, you're, I mean, obviously, you're you're going out there and doing things on your own, but but when everybody gets to enjoy it, it just makes it that much better. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah, so, um, well, how does it feel like to be to be done with Stanford after being yeah. there for six years? 
Yeah, it's crazy because like after six years, it's still kind of bittersweet leaving. Um, yeah, I mean, I was ready to move on to my next step, but it's also like, like I said, kind of leaving that that team aspect. And I'm lucky that I'm joining someplace like Bowerman that kind of really fosters that team environment. But yeah, leaving the team aspect of college is definitely really hard and um yeah, but I, I don't know. I feel like I look back on all my time there and all my, like, growth very fondly and, like, very thankfully for, for like, the coaches that supported me and the teammates that helped me grow and helped me, like, understand myself better. So, so yeah, it's both sad to be leaving and also just, like, I feel with a lot of gratitude for everything that happened while I was at Stanford and it's, like, I'm always going to be a Stanford alumni and someone who cares about this, the next generation coming up. So I don't feel like that chapter is like closed. All doors are closed to that chapter or anything like that. <laughs> I still feel connected. Yeah. Do you feel like you have kind of left Stanford uh, accomplishing the things that you maybe wanted to do in your running career there? I think maybe I accomplished different things than I expected to accomplish while I was there. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely had coming in, I had big goals of winning NCAAs and yeah, doing things like that. And I wasn't able to do that. Um, and like also winning NCAAs as a team on the DMR or in cross country as well as like in as an individual in the 1500 and like those were things that I fell short of I feel like I having the two extra years was definitely helpful from a standpoint of like definitely getting closer to achieving those goals um but maybe like some of the goals changed throughout college or just like had to change like with injury and everything like that um and I feel like from a standpoint of like self growth and like understanding myself and like, I think really like getting to know yourself as a person and a runner is very important. And like college is kind of the perfect time where you have the flexibility to do that. It's not like a situation where your contract is going to be gone if you're injured for X amount of months right. or anything like that. Like it's, it's definitely just like, I don't know, more of a, a safe space. It has like a safety net. Um, and so I feel like I learned so much about myself and how to take care of my body better and just how to be a healthier, happier me. And so in kind of like from a, from a self growth standpoint, I definitely was able to like achieve every goal that I, you know, set out to there. Um, from a performance standpoint, I feel that like maybe I fell short of some of the goals I had going in, but I feel very happy that I was able to do well enough to give myself the opportunity to keep chasing my goals in the future. And so in that standpoint, like maybe I've achieved all of the goals that I've needed to achieve in college, even if they were different than what I expected right. going in. I think that's great. I think that's fantastic because I think again, it's that being in the present part that kind of keeps coming up because things do change and things can happen. And there's amazing competitors in the NCAA. <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. you know, realizing yeah. like, again, that you still have 
more to give and you're getting that opportunity to do that, um, I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, I, I do want to talk about that, that last kind of outdoor championships, you know, you came in third um, and it was a pretty fun race to watch <laughs> from the outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what did that feel like going into that moment in the race afterward? Like, how did that all feel for you? Yeah, I think going into that race, I really wanted to focus on like enjoying it. And I don't know, I think sometimes when you're younger or like in my earlier years of college, it's almost like I would get so nervous for, before a race that like the nerves are so hard to deal with that you're almost like waiting for the race yeah. to get over a little bit. And like that was something that I was really focused on, like not having happen. Like I wanted to like soak in, especially with me getting this this kind of bonus year to have a little bit more perspective as I'm like older, I felt like I really just wanted to focus on like leaning into it and like enjoying warming up with my teammates before a race. Like, yeah, I was nervous, but I wanted to enjoy that and enjoy racing and enjoy the moments after the race. Like, so that was really what I was focusing on. And then also just like focusing on believing in myself and like knowing that like I could win that race. And like, yes, I fell short of that goal, but like I was in that race to win it. And I felt pretty good about being able to get to a place like through injury and through all the struggles that I had earlier on in my collegiate career to get to a point where I could line up with that sort of confidence in myself. Um, like that was really big for NCAAs and yeah, there were two competitors that were better on better than me on that day. Um, but I gave everything I had and I enjoyed all the moments leading up and I enjoyed the nerves as much as I could and enjoyed being on Hayward. Um, so yeah, so that was a pretty special finish to my That's collegiate career. Fantastic. And you know, I, it, like I said, it was a, it was a fun race to watch for sure. Uh, and how, you know, and then you came out later as you ran, um, us track and field championships and you mm -hmm. got to be in the same heat as your sister. Um, what, what was yeah. that like? Yeah, definitely. There's been a couple experiences. My sister and I have gotten to race it was always hard because in high school we were just missing each other. So we didn't really ever get to get to run together in high school. So any experience that we got to overlap like that is always just so special. We were lucky enough to have an experience like that at cross country nationals, my freshman year, her fifth nice. year, um, and outdoor nationals, my freshman year, her fifth year. And then this was kind of like the third chance that we had at that. And that's always really special. Um, it's almost like a heightened version of running with your teammates. I think you get like some sort of security by being in a race with your teammates. Um, it's just like we're all in this together kind of feeling. And like definitely having a sibling in there is like an even more special version of that, especially because it happens right. much less often too. So, yeah, I don't know. Any chance I get to line up with my sister is like just makes – turns – a race into an extra special one. So I'm that's, so thankful that's for that. That's great. 
And is there a little bit of a sibling rival rivalry that jumps in as well? <laughs> I wouldn't say we have. I would say we're pretty supportive of each other. Don't have too much yeah. rivalry. I don't know. Like my oldest sister is probably the one who kind of like created that sort of just like like wanting each other to do the best. I feel like she was super competitive as far as like with other people, but I feel like with your sister, like you're there to help each other and like kind of the same way I feel about teammates. Like, you know, whoever has a better race on the day, it's like you're just as excited for them as you would be for yourself. And so I would say that's a little bit more like how my relationship is. That's, I mean, yeah. And that's great. I mean, that's obviously, I think how's both of you guys, uh, which is fantastic. And it, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, following your dad and and all the pictures he takes and it just, it makes, Make some pretty mm-hmm. awesome moments too. Yeah, definitely a lot of special moments. That's that's great. <laughs> so, you know, you've had a couple of months since then. I know you've done a, a few other races since then, um, and but you're you're on your off time now, right? Yeah, I'm kind of on a off time slash building into base mileage, kind of just working on getting a little bit of fitness. Awesome. And actually, I did want to ask about that, because I'm always kind of curious, like, again, you were in high school, you were kind of doing a couple of things, um, not necessarily at the same time, but some overlap. Um, And then in college, with some injuries, how has your mileage, you know, changed over the years? Yeah, my mileage has changed definitely quite a bit, I guess. I, I was never someone who did super high mileage. But in high school, at my like senior year high school, I probably did like, I tapped out at like 50 miles per week during the cross country season, definitely less during track season, but um, about 50 miles per week. And I did that kind of probably like dancing around that same area, um, maybe like getting up to like 55 at the highest freshman and sophomore year. And those were kind of the two years where I had a little bit less injury. But then I had quite a bit of injury in my junior year and kind of things that lingered into my senior year and even a little bit in my fifth year. And so with Coach Clark, he's like a very big proponent of using cross training just to kind of keep yourself healthy and like to fill out that kind of just like your easy mileage. So, so yeah, I feel like the goal of this past year was just to stay healthy and consistent. So I was probably doing – 25 to 30 miles during the outdoor season per week um and i would do full workouts and everything like that but then on the days where my teammates were doing easy runs like a lot of those days would would be just in the pool i would do all my doubles in the pool um yeah definitely through injury i've gotten pretty adapted to doing a lot of swimming (laughs) so i feel like i can push myself doing that um and yeah, and that seems to work really well for me. And I'm excited to get to work with Jerry and kind of see how to safely start moving up that mileage. Um, and like, yeah, I definitely want to be doing more, but I know that we're going to have to be careful and smart um, as I'm kind of moving moving back into some higher mileage and working with a, a stronger body now. Right. That's awesome. Was that just straight swimming you did in the pool or did you do like aqua jogging too? I would sometimes do aqua jogging. I'm a bit more of a swimmer than an aqua jogger. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I can just like 
push myself pretty well swimming. Um, and I kind of have like a whole repertoire of swim workouts that I'll switch up between. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just a big fan of swimming and I feel like it's like a good way for me to really get the good aerobic work in. I'll do a little bit of aqua jogging too to mix it up, but I don't know. I just like the way that swimming feels on my body. So that's primarily what I've done during college. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I've never done a lot of aqua jogging, but the, at least the, the like flotation belt things that I've used are always so weird. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Coach Clark doesn't let us use the flotation belt. <laughs> so we just have to go for it. But I don't know. Aqua jogging is, I think it's just whatever you're adapted to maybe feels right for you. Cause I have plenty of teammates who like love aqua jogging, but I don't know. I'm just more of a, more of a fit with swimming, but happy to, I don't know. I'm excited to try new forms of cross training as I join Bowerman too. Yeah. That's awesome. That it sounds exciting for sure. Mm-hmm. So I guess let, let's just jump right into that. How did that, how did you end up with Bowerman? Yeah, it was definitely like a full summer long process. Um, yeah. With some, I don't know, just like some anxieties with not having things figured out yet, but um I was lucky I had have a really great agent, Isaiah Okuya, and he was really helpful throughout the process. Um, I didn't actually think I was going to go with an agent, and then I ended up like he has made a world of difference. So shout out to Isaiah. Um, yeah, uh, pretty much I started having a conversations. My first conversation with Jerry and Shalane was around USA's. Um and I connected with them really well. I kind of really enjoyed the conversation that I had with them. And um, I felt like I was able to be really open and honest with them, which was something that was important to me for my next step, especially coming from a background where I've done a little bit less mileage and just kind of I wanted to be really heard by a coach rather than just get thrown into a ton of mileage. And I'm, right. I'm expecting to definitely up up the, the intensity, but I just like want to be able to have be able to communicate well with my coach and and I felt like I connected with Jerry and Shalane very well um, but I definitely saw out many different options I went on visits to different places and I talked to lots of coaches and I talked to many athletes and I did a lot of reaching out to different people and really trying to like find out what all my options could be and make a very like educated decision and yeah I, I didn't want to just because some places well known, like I wanted to find the place that was the right fit for me. Um, not just the place that is the most flashy or anything like that. Um, but ultimately like Bowerman ended up being the right fit for me. And I looked through all my other options and I kind of came to like, this is what's going to be right for me. And I was lucky that Nike gave me a contract and it all kind of came together early September. That's awesome. And I know you've got a couple of former um, Stanford teammates that are on the team as well. You know, having that familiarity, did that kind of help your decision as well? Yeah, that was definitely nice, even just from a standpoint of um, kind of like knowing a little bit more about the program and kind of knowing the the ins and outs. So it was definitely, and even just like being connected to plenty of people to talk to about their experience on the team. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, like leaving college, I feel like is always a scary step because you're going from potentially living with your best friends and like having people all around you pretty much 
all the time and then going to a completely new environment where you could know, know no one at all. Right. And so it is comforting to know that I have some relationships already built at Bowerman and I'm definitely really close to Elise Cranny. So I think that's going to be great to have her as a teammate. And even from a training standpoint, I think it'll be nice. Like I've trained with her before and I think that'll be comforting along the way as well. well that's awesome. Yeah. It's seen, um, I think some older posts of you and her kind of hanging out and I think even yeah. doing a road trip or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> we had lots of fun times. Looking forward to more of those. <laughs> That's awesome. That's It's always cool to see like even the pro teams, you know, when, when you can tell like the teammates really are like, you know, you're, you're there obviously because it's, it's part of your job, but to like know like mm-hmm. that you, you're friends with them too and to see that from the outside, like yeah. it just always makes it fun and because you know that everybody's doing what they can because they're happy yeah exactly and like i'm going to spend a lot of time with all those girls and like bowerman is a team that goes to altitude a lot so i'll live with them i'm planning to live with carissa and eugene also christian schweitzer um so yeah i just like i'm excited to work on building those relationships and hopefully building long-lasting friendships with the women on the team as well awesome well obviously like you are one of the few, I think, women to sign since kind of everything with Shelby Houlihan. They've had more kind of people leave um, since since that. But again, it sounds like you've kind of had a conversation where you feel like comfortable and like you're you're in the right spot for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I feel, I mean, I wasn't there on the team when that happened. So I feel like I'm like not able to speak in any way really on that. Um but I feel like I'm in the right hands with Jerry and like I know where my values are at and everything. And I feel like I don't really need to, to know anything other than that. Perfect. That's great. Um, it is interesting to me that he like the double duty between the pro and the college coaching as well. That's so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how he navigates that. Um, and that was definitely something that I worried about a little bit and had to have conversations with him about. Um, but I, through talking to him, I also realized that it's a very unique opportunity through talking to him and through talking to my agent. Um, just like the University of Oregon facility is one of the best facilities like in the world. Right. And so that's kind of like what Jerry was saying is just like, he wouldn't have taken a coaching job that wasn't going to be the right fit for the Bowerman team. He wasn't going to take any sort of job that would jeopardize Bowerman's like success or comfort or anything like that. And so the way that Jerry puts it is that like, this is going to be an upgrade because we're going to have access to so much and, like the Nike campus is great, but it's designed for more for the working person um, as well as athletes. And then like University of Oregon is going to be great because it has like underwater treadmill, Alter G, kind of all the things you need, a super nice track right there, you know, like the best track in the United States. And I think like all of those like resources that we're going to be able to access and that we're only going to be able to access because Jerry is also the head coach. Um, it's kind of creating a unique opportunity for a pro team to be able to have those type of resources. So 
So I'm honestly looking forward to it. And, you know, I think Jerry and Shalane are going to work hard to figure out how to be where they need to be at different times. And I'm sure we'll run into challenges, but I don't know. I, I feel confident that they'll be able to figure out how to, how to navigate both things. Right. Well, I mean, I've seen a couple of like YouTube videos of tours of that whole stadium and everything. I've never been there or been inside or anything, but you know, walking to that like every day or every other day would not make me upset for sure. Yeah, it's definitely going to be strange going in there just for practice because the only times I've been in under that stadium is like 10 minutes before I'm about to run a race and I'm probably going to walk in there and be nervous the first time I go in there. But um, it'll be great to be able to call that place home. <laughs> well, will it be a little bit weird going to, since it's, you know, Pac-10 rival though? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it will be strange for a while, and I've heard that I should be careful about wearing my Stanford <laughs> stuff too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think I'll just have to to add another team to support yeah. onto <laughs> onto the teams um, that I feel connected to. So and like it'll be fun to you know cheer for the U of O girls right. in their college meets too and also to cheer for my Stanford teammates when they come out to Pac-12s or whatever might be at Oregon so I think it's just like a unique opportunity and honestly the more the merrier as far as being connected to teams and being a resource for um, like college women in the sport absolutely I think that's a great a great sentiment and obviously helping each other up is going to be better for for everybody for sure Um, exactly but you know Maybe not wearing the Stanford stuff, but at least the Bowerman stuff is still red. So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, it'll be Stanford at heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, I mean, it sounds like you you really sound happy with the decision. You sound like you're in a good place, and like I think that's all you can really ask for is to know that you're in a position that. You're, you're giving yourself the best chance you can to to be the best you can be at the next level. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's why I ultimately chose where I'm ending up. And like I said, I went through a very thorough process yeah. before choosing Bowerman. So I feel very comfortable with my decision. Um, and I'm just really excited to get started. That's fantastic. Uh, you want to go back a little bit. You know, you talked about being injured you know, for a while and, and having to deal with that and, and learning what works best for your body through this process. Uh, how did that, how did you stay motivated through that? Because it can be such a hard thing when you're, you know, you're capable of something and your body's just not there. Yeah. Um, I think a mix of things. I think Coach Clark did a really good job or like continues to do a good job of like like teaching us to like like you got to be the one that believes in yourself you know it's like you can't rely on anyone else's like affirmation about how good you are and so I think it was kind of just like a mental practice of like yes like I am injured right now but like I'm very talented and like just kind of like keep like reaffirming those things in your mind like I'm talented, I'm good, I'm a hard worker, like I'm capable of many things. And like, yes, like 
right now I'm not doing those things, but like I am on a journey towards like achieving my full potential. And like sometimes the journey towards achieving your full potential means taking a step back, means taking time off, means letting your body heal or um, working on like kind of your mental demons or whatever it may be. Um, And like sometimes a step back is what gets you forward. So I think just like thinking of my whole experience as like part of moving forward, I think that was really helpful for me and just like keeping the confidence in myself and my potential even in times where it was really hard was was very important for me and just kind of like those like mental reminders like that sometimes a step back is a step forward right and i think that's good you know it's so hard like i said i mean people can get stuck and i'm sure you had some rougher days than others but it's Mm -hmm. it's all about keeping those positive overall thoughts to to get through whatever you're dealing with yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so um you know, you talked about kind of starting up on your on your base work, getting ready to to get out to to Eugene. Um, obviously, you grew up in Montana, so you're used mm-hmm. to kind of some colder weather. <laughs> yeah, but you've been a little spoiled in, down in California, I think. I know. Oh boy. <laughs> Are you prepared for some rain and cloudy and? All of that. (laughs) Ready or not, here I come. That's how I feel. So, yeah, I'm sure I'll adjust and like, I don't know, sometimes you can come to enjoy the rain or enjoy the the cloudy days. So I think it'll be an adjustment, but I know like I've made it work in Montana, so I'm confident I can make it work in Eugene as well. Absolutely. Um, I I think it's it's so funny, you know, here in New Mexico, we just had like a week of like rain and cloud and we're not used to that. And some people like absolutely love yeah. it. Cause you're like, Oh, we never get that. And then some people are freaking out. Like, where's my son? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A change is always hard yeah. no matter what form it comes in, even if it's just the weather. <laughs> now I know I asked, I asked your sister this, um, but did, you know, I know you guys come down every so often, you know, especially around the holidays to visit family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do any runs in New Mexico, like just even easy runs? Yeah, definitely. Like I would, we, the workouts at the Las Lunas track (laughs) is definitely a really common one. And then running along the Peralta ditches, that's also another favorite. Um, My grandma lives in Peralta and pretty close, like a a half a mile from the ditches. So, and like, as you probably know, those kind of like run forever. So that's the perfect place for a long run. And then um, usually around the holidays uh, is when we're there and I'll be doing some track workouts and stuff like that, usually getting back into things. And so we'll drive on down to Las Lunas and kind of have a whole family workout together. (laughs) Like everyone out there, sisters, parents, sisters, dog, kind of everybody out there together. So those are definitely some, some fond memories and yeah, something I look forward to every year. So Watch out. I'll probably be back in <laughs> around Christmas on the Lost Lunas track getting after it. So. <laughs> well, there you go. If you want a Bowerman sighting in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. December 24th. I'll be there. 
Uh, so then, are, are you uh, are you red or green then? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> hmm. I would say. Well, I would have said red, but I've kind of recently been in a green phase. I think <laughs> so. Maybe green now. Actually, I mean, like green with eggs. That's kind of where it's at. So <laughs> maybe I'll have to say green. Yeah. Well, see, that's how I feel. I'm very much like I really enjoy. I think I enjoy green a little bit more, but if it's breakfast, mm -hmm. definitely green and lunch and yeah. dinner, mm -hmm. I lean toward red. Yeah, I would actually completely agree with that. Like tamales, I think I prefer uh, red yeah. chili, pork tamale. Um, and on like pasole, red chili would be good. Right. But on eggs, which is what I've been having like my chili with at home a lot, I would say green. So <laughs> you're right. It kind of just depends on the meal. I, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I, I, I this, is, this has been a lot of fun. Like I'm excited to see, you know, what you end up putting together your first year with Bowerman, like what indoor looks for you. Are you, are you looking to run indoor? I'm assuming. Yeah, I think I'll run a few indoor races. I kind of haven't really gotten as far as like planning yeah. out a schedule with my coaches or anything yet, but I would imagine I'll run a few indoor races. And I think in the fall, it'll be a lot of just adapting to new training loads. So yeah. probably won't be too much for me in the fall, but all once I get there, I'll start working on a schedule. Right. Well, that, and that's the other, like the, the, the pro like track circuit is so interesting because it like when indoor starts and like the, the late summer season, like some of it goes so late, like it's such a weird mm -hmm. window. You're only getting, you know, a couple of weeks, like you said, off before you're, you're starting to build that base back up again. Yeah. Yeah. It'll definitely be an interesting adjustment, but I don't know. I think I'll kind of welcome it as in college, you know, you have to peak three times per year right. and you're peaking in cross country, indoor and outdoor. And so in some ways, I think it'll be nice to have a little bit more time to just focus on training in the fall um, and then kind of really have the main focus just be a peak during the summer um, and kind of have everything building a little bit more towards there, like maybe a small peak in indoor, but right. kind of the big the big emphasis will be on outdoor. So I'm excited for that, honestly. Me too. I'm ex like I said, I'm excited to watch. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to ask you. So your your degree was in human biology, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so was it like just general human biology, or were you kind of in the that physical sports area of it? Too? Yeah. So I did human biology. My concentration was human nutrition and performance, okay. and then I also did my pre med requirements. Oh so wow. Kind of set up for set up for something <laughs> potentially medical. I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if it'll be med school for sure or nurse practitioner or physical therapy, occupational therapy or what exactly, but I'm at least set up with those requirements to, I imagine there'll be some more schooling in my future. Yeah. Right? That's all I can say. <laughs> well, not, not for a long time. We're hoping for a long not career. Not for a while. <laughs> we, won't, we won't worry about that now. Exactly. We're, we're hoping for a long career. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Thank you for, for, you know, sharing your time and, and talking. And like I said, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm excited to see what you do and I'm excited to hopefully see you and, and your sister, Danny on the line again together, Yeah, you know, sometime later in the season and, and just 
being able to enjoy those experiences together at, at this level too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been it's been fun spending the last hour with you, yeah. and I'm very thankful that you reached out. Yeah, absolutely. So I the last question I always ask everybody, um, and that's, you know, what are you listening to when you're getting ready to, to go run a workout or getting ready for a race or maybe just to crush a few laps in the pool? <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say I like to listen to something that's pretty happy and kind of like dance music. I think when I was in high school, I was all like, you have to get super pumped <laughs> up and you have to listen to a rap song with super intense lyrics. But at this point, I'm like, I have enough like nerves yeah. on my own. Like I didn't really need to get extra hyped up. So I listen to something like a little bit more like positive and that kind of makes me want to dance. So I'll listen to something like, hotel room service, um, or maybe best friend. Um, yeah, a few of those, something that's kind of like poppy yeah. and like, kind of like an in the club type of song. Doesn't make me <laughs> that's kind of like, just, just let's yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. It makes me like want to dance and like makes me feel confident and excited. Um, yeah. And just like makes me feel positive and ready to go positive but energized yeah, that's that's awesome i think that and i think that's perfect i think i think it's good for some people to get pumped up but i think some people even need to get like you need to just relax listen to something easy. exactly <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i'd probably do fine like listening to mozart too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, do me, wouldn't do me wrong <laughs> awesome well like i said thank you so much this was a lot of fun and and i'm excited to to continue to watch you and and good luck with the season and everything. And, and, you know, let's hope, I hope they stay injury free and everything goes, you know, the way you yeah. hope it. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. It. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? I don't think so. I think you did a great job covering it all. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at Mexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.